Hey, everybody. Ed Carbohall here with Matthew Hawkins. Coast to Coast Combat Hour. After the long Memorial Day weekend, brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Please check out AllAccessMMA.com for your mixed martial arts news and uh, all the breaking nonsense that's happening these days. <laughs> um, before we, before we get go before we get going, just really quick, I spoke with Justin Wetzel, who is the co-main event for LFA 109 this weekend. Um, that audio interview will be on the audio portion of this podcast following. Matt and I's catch up. Um, so make sure you check it out. He's facing Askar Askar at LFA 109. That's this Friday on UFC Fight Pass. Um, Matt, I know we just kind of caught up, but I mean, it, it looks like the craziness doesn't end with uh, everything going on in the news, man. Uh, we were off last week with the holiday and the, all the other nonsense going on outside of this podcast. But uh, what's up, man? How you been? Good, good. Yeah, it's been a slow, you know, we didn't have any major fights this past weekend, um, so we didn't really have a reason to, to push any kind of show last week, and uh, like some other stuff going on, as you said, feels good to get through the Memorial Day weekend, uh, kind of recharge our batteries. Uh, there is a UFC card this weekend, but again, it's ESPN Plus, uh, nothing nothing crazy, but uh, there has been some stuff starting to, to pop up in, in the last couple of days to talk about. Um, you know, the first thing that you know, we generally kind of don't like to talk about, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I feel like we're in a, in a place now with uh, who's getting involved in it that we don't really have much of a choice. And that is the, uh, the Paul brothers uh, nonsense going on uh, where they're, where they're taking fights uh, all over the place. So I guess the first thing to start off is, is Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather supposed to take place. This Saturday night, uh, in, in I believe it's in Miami. I know it's in Florida. Is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday night. You are correct. I forgot. It is this Sunday night. Uh, I believe it starts at like five o'clock uh, my time, uh, but I could could be off on the time. So it's not something I've looked deep yeah, into. Keep in mind, this is Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. So Floyd Mayweather, the undefeated former all time great boxing champion, Logan Paul's zero and one. I'm not even going to mention the guy he lost to. It is only other exhibition fight so uh although he has a lot of size on mayweather i, I feel like this is this you know if, if anybody's gonna put an end to this nonsense don't we kind of need mayweather to do it right now i mean i know not a lot of us guys are not huge mayweather fans but if anybody right. could do it tim he kind of yeah. did it with tension right yeah. like we kind of all fell into the tension love and the guy's still a beast in kickboxing but he kind of shut us up uh, or you know not that i thought tension would beat him but uh he well, the, the boxer, the boxer should always win. I mean, I mean, even within the case of Askren versus Jake Paul, Jake Jake Paul was still the more, I mean, seasoned boxer, especially against someone like Askren, who's who is doing spinning shit against Damian Maya. So, I mean, the thing about these these freak show matchups or whatever you want to call them, was Scott Coker came up with a good uh, uh, sportainment he calls it, or sports entertainers. He kind of merged the word together, but um, that's just what it is, and. and I mean, you're always going to – it's the seasoned boxer that's always going to come out on top of this no matter what happens. You know what I mean? Even in the even in the one that went under the radar between um, Frank Mir and, and, and Sean Cunningham, like that was still, you know, the seasoned boxer outscoring the MMA fighter with some boxing experience. That's all that's going to happen over and over again. And uh, this is, this is going to be the one where Mayweather kind of just says, hey, you know, wakes everybody up and says – what do you think was going to happen? I'm the greatest boxer of, of this generation. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I completely think that Mayweather, unless he just decides that he's basically going to stand around for a couple rounds, I think he can finish this probably within the first minute, two minutes of the fight, if it's something um, that he wants to do. It's a 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. That's right. So 5 o'clock my yeah. time, West Coast, yeah. 8 p.m. Eastern. You know, uh, so that's this that's this fight. There's not really a whole lot to talk about. We we don't know much about this Paul brother. Like I said, he lost his first first fight he had. Um and Mayweather really should this shouldn't be any question. The announcement that was made, what was it late last night, maybe early this morning, uh depending on what feed you look at, mm-hmm. is Jake Paul, the other brother who's actually showed some skills. Now he did fight Nate Robinson and he fought Ben Askren, as you mentioned. So he didn't exactly fight uh you know, he didn't fight anybody, but he did beat Ben Askren, yeah. you know, and he wasn't, he beat a professional fighter. I guess I would put to question, are you, 
going into that fight, I think it, we were kind of, we didn't really know what to expect. I actually thought Asker would do much better than he did, and he didn't really have to do much. He, he could have guessed around for 45 seconds and would have done better than he did. But do you feel like Woodley's going to fall into that same boat? I got to feel like Woodley's a step up from Askren, right? I mean, I know he is. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you say the seasoned boxer. I feel like we're going to get to some kind of with with Mayweather, he's clearly the season boxer over the Paul he's bro- brother he's fighting. But uh, I feel like we're gonna at some point we're gonna have to hit a break even point with this Jake Paul. Like he's got some boxing skills, he's he's got some pow- punching power. We've seen that, but even as fi- as he fights better MMA guys, it seems to me like at some point here we got to get a break even point where he's gonna get hit. Now whether Woodley can knock him out, I don't know anymore. You know, I don't know what I don't know where Woodley's at in his in his brain and his. But I do know that he probably has a little bit more of a uh, – I don't know how the, what's the word. Let's put it this way. I don't think Askren gave a crap that he lost. Mm-hmm. I think Woodley doesn't want that on his record. No yeah. matter how much money Woodley's getting paid, I think he's way too uh, prideful uh, publicly. Askren kind of jokes about being knocked out and doesn't really care as long as the paychecks are coming in. I yeah. feel like Woodley's going to take this a lot more seriously and in, in that sense at least really push Jake Paul for this to actually be – a competitive fight yeah. or, or slanted towards Woodley is how I see it. I mean, no, I, I see it the same way. And, and I also think um, one thing we have to, I mean, I, you know, people, people like knocking Woodley because of the string of losses and whatever is you know happened towards the end of his UFC run. But the thing you got to remember about Woodley is um, in his last fight. I mean, wh- I, for one was very critical of how he fought, leading up to that last fight, not that last fight. Cause that last fight, he kind of left, put it out there to let folks know that he's not, he's not just kind of trying to coast. He, he went for it. He lost, but he still tried. So uh, as far as where his mind is at, I agree with you. I, I think his, he's there and he's definitely got the power to, to, to drop this kid. I mean, I think, I mean, with the, with the connections he has and then the people he can train with, I think he can, he can, he can, I think he can put something together to beat this kid, and um, maybe him and Mayweather finally, you know, put an end to this. But I mean, I don't think we'll ever see an end to it. But maybe, maybe if enough, if enough like true combat sports athletes beat these um, attention getters, you know, maybe two three events, we'll see it you know fall off i don't know where trillers getting money from but it looks like trillers already um you know getting ready for that by because they're they 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 got the rights to the teofimo lopez uh you know that's a true boxing match coming up so i'm just wondering if that's um that's all luke lopez that's a loyal listener of, of the sunday submission too uh sorry about that luke but um what's up luke but um yeah <laughs> but um yeah, man, I, I I do feel like uh, I just do I, I feel like uh, we need a couple of those things to happen. You know, we need Mayweather to win, and we need Woodley to win to to kind of put an end to. Or even even Kayla Harrison's getting pissed off when she's winning fights at PFL, talking about YouTubers coming into the mix and kind of just making a a show out of it. And I I get where they're coming from too because you know they these people are are making it like a a funny jokey you know prankish viral video type of thing whereas these combat sports athletes train their whole lives and put their you know their physical mental you know their health on the line and 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 all for the glory of 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 combat and to make it their career and and it's like these guys are i don't think they mean to make a joke of it i'm sure they respect it too in, in some way but just the way they go about it is well, I think it's the personalities of the guys doing it. I mean, if it was some, if if it was, if this was you, or let's say James Lynch, or some some guy, you know, decides that all of a sudden he's going to do it, and he takes it up, and he he's humble about it, and, and stuff like that. I think the the public would have a much different, uh, you know, perception of it. We just got guys who are who kind of I, I don't know what they did before. I don't know what made them popular. So I don't know if they were assholes online. I don't know if they hung around know, with My uh, Little Pony dolls. I don't know <laughs> what the hell they did. You know. Yeah. But but. I also think that they're they're we know we know fight fans are fickle, right? So we have great fighters, you know, the greatest of the greats lose a fight, you know, and all of a sudden they're washed up or they're bums or they were never that good. We've all been through that. So I can only imagine what his little teeny bopper YouTube community that follows him is gonna think if he gets laid out and 
humiliated. You know, they'll be the first ones to turn on him. So I'd be interested to see if after he takes a devastating loss, what happens because uh, of of one of these guys, you know, is yeah. it something, do they do enough online to be able to continue to have a following, even if they, even if he's, you know, humiliated. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I mean, I guess they can always fall back on the, well, I shouldn't have won that fight. I'm fighting Tyron Woodley, you know, and, and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I, I'm interested in it in a sense that I, I, you know, I kind of want to see these guys get beat up now. Uh, <laughs> and the one, and like I said, the brother fighting Mayweather this week, I don't have any, I think he, that's a complete joke. If you can't beat another YouTuber in your fight, then you shouldn't be fighting Mayweather. The other dudes at least won his fights. So I, I'm also not going to be, I'm the last one to criticize somebody who straps on the gloves and actually steps into a ring. I think there needs to be a level of respect for that. No matter what level of douchebag or no matter what level of yeah. clown show that's going on. It, it, you're still, I mean, I I I wouldn't be looking forward to putting gloves on, stepping in a ring with Woodley. I mean, that's you know. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, there is there is a level of respect that I think that that demands, but unfortunately, their actions uh, outside the ring and, and some of their other stuff kind of makes it hard to want to give that respect uh, just because you see what you're, you're dealing with. Yeah. But I think that kind of wraps up that topic. Well, hopefully, I mean, unless I, you got. I, <laughs> No, I do have a couple of like I don't know if they're questions or concerns. Like with the, as soon as I saw the Woodley <clears throat> the Woodley announcement, one of the things I was worried about was uh, okay, um, <clears throat> you know, knowing how uh, how Woodley fights, and especially even if he's just limited to using his his just his, his hands for the boxing rules, I'm wondering, are they going to use a small ring? Because I don't think that favors Woodley because of the way we know he fights. You know. He likes to even when he knocked people out. He liked to draw people into a big thunderous right hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they if they do a small ring, that's going to affect. You know what I mean? Like I wonder how deep are they going to go with with you know to not so much even the playing field because again in that particular matchup, um, that Paul is the seasoned boxer, I yeah. guess you know on paper, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know what I mean? You have to wonder what games are they going to play to make it favor favorite so they can do it again. I mean, especially under the rules. I mean, I remember um, Chael Sonnen had uh, leading up to the McGregor uh, Mayweather bout. Chael Sonnen had uh, his striking coach on, um, who I forget, really good guy. I've met, I've talked to him a couple times. I for, uh, uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name, but his striking coach. He had him on his podcast, and he said how there's. Uh, I mean, you know, people were making a thing about the, the the weight of the gloves, and he said that's not that's not really that big a deal. I mean, you and I both know these guys train with 16, 20-ounce gloves anyway when they're in the in the training room. But he said something about the uh the thickness of the of the ring floor because it actually makes footwork better or worse, depending on how thick or thin it is, and things like that that I didn't know. So but he said those are the games that these people play, depending on who's got who's the A side and who's the B side and yep. who you know what I mean? So um Woodley seems like the type of guy that doesn't give a shit about any of that. Like he'll try to finish them, however, you know, how, no matter if they put him in a, you know, in, in, with their two foot in a tire. You know what I mean? That old school, nobody move anywhere type of thing. But I, I'm just those are those are the questions that come up in my mind. And um, I mean, we the announcement literally just came out today, so I'm sure these details will come out and it'll be a part of some marketing ploy or whatever to get people hyped up for it. But I mean, it looks like we don't have to worry about it till August, but I just wanted to put it out there now so that people, you know, can at least start trying to dabble and think about it or maybe get some information because uh, I that feel like that, that, that They're matters. Gonna do that. <clears throat> They're going to do that for sure. Because Paul's going to, Jake Paul's going to control the money coming along. Uh, Speaking to Paul, see me hey. now. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Paul? Welcome back to uh, the show. Appreciate you listening. Um. But yeah, so I, I think they're going to do that. I, I and it would be smart for him to do that because I think as you, I think you're right. I think a bigger ring would favor Woodley. It would allow mm-hmm. him a chance to kind of gas out the the unex, inexperienced fighter and, and eventually land a uh, hopefully land a bigger shot. But um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect in these things anymore. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, I, <laughs> I I don't know. But uh, so that was that. Um, we're just going to kind of go, going to go through some bullet points here. Props to Jimmy Smith. Congratulations to Jimmy Smith for picking up uh, the gig with the WWE. He is now the head commentator for Monday Night Raw. Had his first uh, show last night. Didn't catch the whole thing. Watched about an hour of it, and he seemed to uh, – 
to be oh, taken well, to a more than well. I did. I'm an AEW guy, so yeah, I just, I, I just I, watched uh, it to hear him, to hear his voice, because I like Jimmy Smith. I listened to about 15 minutes, but then like watching their that product, I can't get into it because I watch real wrestling on <laughs> AEW. So yeah, no, but uh, but mad props to him. A huge. Hopefully, he sticks with it, uh, and he gets a company behind him here that uh he hasn't seemed to have in the last couple years so uh well he still uh, has his, his gig at serious though he's he, he tweeted out that he's not dropping that correct out they, they, i'm not speaking of them for so much i'm talking about more <laughs> the the ufc in general ufc mm-hmm. hung his ass out to dry and i'm glad to see him rebound now and actually get something that's probably going to get him more eyes more viewers and more money mm-hmm. than he would have ever made in the ufc so uh that's that's great for jimmy smith one of the mm-hmm. great great people uh in the combat world so again congratulations jimmy smith nope. uh, i hope i uh, paul just chimed in he hopes tyron represents mma well but i hope he shows up to fight and not just to get paid uh we actually just talked about that uh cb dacas cb dacas one thing on that though I, I am interested <laughs> to see what he looks like not necessarily cutting weight hmm. um because yeah. i would think that he's gonna get a chance i mean if he fights 170, he's walking around 2, 205, 210, I would imagine. So, uh, you know, a 200-pound Woodley that's fully hydrated might be yeah. might be something to watch. So that'll be something we'll obviously talk about when we get into more towards Closer it. Closer towards it, yeah. But um, one thing, too, I mean, uh, just because we, 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 we backtracked to that a little bit, the other thing I wanted to say, too, is and I can't remember who said it, um, but <laughs> C.D. Baca. <laughs> I keep doing that every time I mean. He jumped on my Twitch channel one time and went through a whole thing with me on how to say it right, and I still fuck it up. But anyway, um, the uh, the one thing I, one thing I want to say is um, I can't remember who said it, but somebody remarked about the way that Jake Paul in particular prepares. I mean, because the thing is, these these kids have money, these YouTube kids, so they have money, so they can actually put the time into a boxing gym and um perfect whatever you know corrections they have to make or get better become better boxers so that's one thing i think a lot of people kind of ignore that they are putting time in they're not just putting on this is not celebrity boxing where they're just showing up you know after doing two three weeks and and you know what i mean like like they're actually getting ready uh at boxing gyms with boxing trainers so i think that's why we're seeing improvements and better you know like uh the setups and everything we've seen the clips of jake paul doing the setup with the how he drew in um, the Nate Robinson to the right hand, and the same thing he did with um, with with Askren. So, but we, I think we've seen enough too that I don't think, I really don't think Woodley's going to take him lightly. I think Woodley's going to take it as serious as anything else, and he knows he's got uh, he's got something. He's got a lot of folks behind him for this one too. So, yep. All right, another uh, couple announcements uh, in the fight world. I saw in the last couple of days, uh, BKFC has officially announced BKFC 18 Beltran versus Shoemaker. That'll take place. Oh, cool. Uh, I believe it's the 18th. Uh, Tapology hasn't updated. So Beltran Shoemaker, Hector Lombard, Joe Riggs, Luis Palomino, Tyler Goodjohn, and Tiago Alves versus Ulysses Diaz. Currently uh, the main card. And I saw Pearl Gonzalez will be yeah. making her BKFC debut on that card. Uh, yeah. Also in BKFC news, they announced that BKFC 19 will be July 23rd. And that'll be headlined by Paige Van Zant versus Rachel Ostovich, uh, a rematch from their uh, UFC. Uh, I think they fought on the the Cejudo Dillashaw card. For some reason, that pops into my head. Uh, but uh, you know, BKFC. We talked to yeah. uh, we've talked to a couple of their guys. We locked Lytle. Uh, looks like they've got some good stuff coming up. I noticed their ticket prices were a bit expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that they're, I know that's a stacked card for a BKFC. This is the, this is a Super Bowl BKFC, uh, the yeah. one eight, 18 coming up, but, uh, I think, um, I feel like that's that matchup with Ostovich and, um, Van Zandt. I, I, I mean, one thing I have to say, I mean, if you, if you recall her last, her, her BKFC debut, she didn't seem to find herself until like the later rounds. And I'm just, I think that just one fight gives her the upper hand. Over Ostovich, who's I mean, because it seems like it seems like especially for some the, the uniqueness of bare knuckle, it seems like you have to put your time in that circular, you know, that whole setup. You have to put your time in and feel feel your hands, you know, land punches as, and take some punches before you actually know what's up. I and mean, we've had Beltran on here. We've had 
you know, like you said, we've had a few folks from BKFC on here. And I, I think that's one thing that seems to be a common point that they make about, about making the transition and why it's so unique. I mean, we saw Paul Malinaji, you know, when he did his thing with Lobov and the reason why Lobov did better was because um, if you watch, when I spoke to Lobov about that, that's on this YouTube channel from way back, from back when that happened, he even said like he was already used to training, you know, with no gloves at all. Um, so I think, I think, I think Van Zandt might, might, uh, pull that one out. I do too. I think she'll come out more aggressive. Uh, like I, I think the experience, like you said, is key in this because it is its own entity. As far as a sport goes, it's not, mm-hmm. nothing's the same. It's not just the typical striking and, and that you see in MMA or boxing. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's, uh, uh, Paul's met, uh, CD Baca's mentioning something. That we actually haven't touched on in a minute because there is an update for the uh, Diego Sanchez. I mean, uh, I think it was last week when we were off is when uh, w- the news broke that he and uh, and his guru or whatever his name is, Josh Fabia, parted ways. Um, I'm glad that happened. That's all I got to say about that. I I don't even understand it. I I, <laughs> I I I I can't even. Good for Diego. Yeah, I'm glad. It seemed like something's going on. I don't know a whole lot about the other guy other than the clown show. Uh, that we've kind of got a uh, a giant uh, you know synopsis of over the last couple of weeks, uh, but it just sounds like the dudes there's some real mental illness going on, uh, maybe on more than one uh, person in that scenario. So uh, in this case, Diego Sanchez getting away from it uh, seems like the uh, the best move. It would be nice to see maybe some big MMA gym or somebody try to bring him in to. Uh, get him back on track yeah. uh, mentally. Not that he needs to fight anymore. I, 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 I'd I, love to see him just end up uh, in in submission underground or yeah. or, or, or uh, Eddie Bravo or whatever kind of, you know, we he got going on do that, yeah. for yeah. that. That's what, that's really what he should do. He should go around. He should sign autographs, have people pay him to, you know, show up yeah. and, and do stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know a whole lot of the situation and I don't want to get too uh, personal because I don't, I don't know him personally. And I just, from the outside looking in, it just looked like a bad situation that was only going to get real worse. Hmm. Um, and if your employers and stuff, whether your employers are right or wrong, they're still your employers. If they're telling you this guy's a cancer, then, you know, you might need to, uh, to listen to that. So we'll see how this all unfolds and, and hopefully Diego gets back on his feet, getting back to uh, not necessarily BKFC, but on t- uh, to piggyback off of that. We also got the announcement that Jorge Masvidal will be starting up his own event called game bread uh, fighting championship. And that will be bare knuckle MMA. It will also be shown on the BKFC app. So if you have a subscription or you subscribe for the $4 a month app, that will now include bare knuckle MMA, not sure exactly what this is going to consist of. Right now, we know the main event is currently scheduled as Jason Knight versus Crazy Horse Bennett. Anybody no, that's that not bad? <laughs> no, I mean Bennett hasn't won in like twenty fights, but you know you're just going to get a chaos. Uh, you know what you're going to get, and that's what I think they're trying to get at the first event. Is not necessarily a good fight, but a uh, something that catches the news or you know something like that. So it'll be interesting. I don't know. I'm my my curiosity more is: is it just bare knuckle MMA with unified rules, or are we talking no holds barred? You know, uh, Rio heroes. You know, no holds barred stuff. You know, no rules. So I'll be curious to see how that goes, but. Um, I, I love it. I know you call me just bleed guy as a joke, but Jesus Christ, you, you're giving me bare knuckle MMA now in 2021. I, I that's that's about as good as it gets for me. Is it bare? Is it MMA though, or is it it's bo- bare knuckle? No, it's bare knuckle MMA. Interesting. You know, I wonder, I wonder how that. I mean, it is in Florida. No, there it's in Biloxi, Mississippi, so even easier for them. They're holding oh. it at the same place where BKFC, I think, holds their. Uh, oh, okay, I guess uh, events. Yeah. I mean, again, if it's if they're not allowing soccer kicks, knees to the head, and stuff, it's really not that big of a change. Mm. It obviously is going to be there's going to be blood, and but if you can throw headbutts and knees to the head and soccer kicks and stuff, uh, then God only knows what uh, what mm. what Masvidal is about ready to bring the masses at this point. Yeah, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, it's crazy. It's but that's why not. What are, you, are we talking about? Know. Watching YouTube stars and everything. Why not let some guys go in there and duke it out? It's probably why they're paid. able to put it, you know, pull <laughs> off this first show, you know, because I mean, people are so thirsty for or for something, and we've seen the news with all the fans running into the basketball games and and all the fights at all the baseball games and stuff because of what we've the, we've all been through with COVID and everything. So maybe 
maybe like you said, maybe it's just like, hey, let's let's throw it all out there and see what sticks after the pandemic. So, well, I mean, it's Jorge Masvidal's guy's name behind it, so that that's going to mm-hmm. add, especially where he's at right now. That's going to add some. He's going to get credibility as opposed to just some you know schmo pro- uh, promoter. Uh, you know, showing up in Louisiana or Mississippi and decided to pull this off. So we'll see. I don't know exactly what to expect on that. That'll obviously unfold. Uh, Brock Weaver, uh, the kind of the guy who had some issues with uh, some stuff outside the cage, uh, former UFC fighter, supposed to be the co-main event, but uh, another guy who kind of shows some violence in the cage. So it could be a wild, wild show. Um, what else? Uh, PFL announcement uh, for their next uh well not for their next event but they announced the end of the, the month card the remaining season yeah the rest of the uh-huh. and yeah. uh that's you mentioned kyla harrison earlier uh she fights uh cindy danois in the uh in the main event you know uh harrison I, I appreciate her for what she's done kind of to get where she's at but i kind of think it's she's fighting kind of like the you know I don't. I don't want to disrespect her opponents, but at some point here, she's got to fight somebody that can give her a fight. I mean, these these thousand minus a thousand every single time she fights mm-hmm. is, is is getting a tad ridiculous. Uh, and I don't think this fight's going to be any different. Uh, I know Denoise has some ground game, but uh, the bottom line is none of these girls that we're seeing. I mean, she's not. She's she's experienced, so. She's got that, but I mean, I mean, you know, I, I uh, the thing is too. I think a lot of people kind of forget about. I mean, I, I following it in boxing, Olympic level athletes just train at a different. Like people are, people are, are <clears throat> coming at Clarissa Shields too. Who's going to be on one of these cards? <clears throat> and um, she uh. You know she's getting a lot of flack for coming from boxing into MMA, but she's another Olympian. People forget that these Olympic level um, athletes <clears throat> they they just prepare differently than your average athlete, and I, and I mean at the pro level, like they just take it to a whole nother. Kayla Harrison has made her <clears throat> her life, you know, about competition as Clarissa Shields has. So they're they're just the most dangerous thing about them is their mind. If you watch, if you watch Kayla Harrison, that last interview she did when she won, I mean, I've I've talked to her a few times when, when she, you know, all the shows I covered from the 2019 season here in New York City, New Year's Eve. I mean, she's super nice, but fight night, you know, before and after, it's like talking to a possessed person. And um, I just think, uh, I mean, she did do her fight at Invicta. I think I think we're gonna see. You know, we thought we were gonna see her and um, Kaufman on that season, but you know, things didn't work out that way. And that's that's the thing about the PFL; it's literally anybody's you know title or money to win. So um, we could see an upset. I mean, listen, the undefeated. We you and I both know as long as we've been watching fight sports, um, nobody keeps that zero forever. So. You're right, but I bet you she carries it through the end of June. <laughs> I, I, I just i I don't see how she would lose this fight. Cindy Denoise can't outstrike her on the feet. She could submit her on the ground if if Harrison just went straight up. You know, I, I don't even know. I, I mean, just literally went slow motion and decided to put herself in a submission. But I, I but wasn't I, impressed with her her last fight, man. I mean, she that. Wasn't a great outing. No, for her. I just think that fighting at one fifty five right now is a joke, and and maybe that's the same thing people thought a cyborg was one forty five ten years ago, mm-hmm. you know. But I just there's literally, I mean, we're talking the competition level at one fifty five. I mean, Kaufman would have been her toughest fight, and she's a career one thirty five er, you know. So it, it's one of those things. We I think we all can see what PFL's doing here. I mean, they clearly are setting it up for Harrison. They want her to keep winning and and help carry their brand as far as possible. Also on the card, Fabrizio Verdun comes back, uh, fights uh, Sales and uh, and Fahea, who had the issue with uh, with Verdun. His last fight's also fighting on the card. So that's the 25th. There is a card uh, on the 11th. No, the 10th, uh, the 17th. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, are they Friday or Saturday or Thursdays now? I, uh, you, you have to check. It depends on what uh, on uh... what. Day it was so yeah uh, i think it's actually next 
I think it's Friday. No, yeah, but I'll I right now. check. Yeah, why don't you let us know? Yeah, I'll tell you right now, just because um the uh Clarissa Shields fight that I mentioned is going to be on uh June just June tenth, June seventeenth, and June twenty fifth. So Thursday, so, Thursday, uh, Friday mm-hmm. is how uh, these are gonna unfold. So um so yeah, next Thursday, uh, Anthony Pettis. Uh, gets back in the cage after suffering a loss. So PFL is about ready to get caught up. This will be the last run of the uh, regular season, correct? And then we start mm-hmm. doing our seedings. Yeah, and then they, and then we go to the uh, what do they call that? The finals or the I forget what they call that part of the season. I should it's know. I covered tournament the whole semifinals because we're only getting the final yeah. four in each, right? Last, <laughs> yeah. Last year we got the eight, so uh, it'll be interesting. That's it's how it how it all un- uh, unfolds here. Yeah, especially the way it started with all the, I mean, Palmer losing, Pettis losing, and, you know, all the favorites losing. So Yeah, it's looking like it's set up right now for, for some kind of, you know, some somebody to make a name for themselves. Uh, let's see. Oh, look at Comments it. here. Uh, How do you guys feel about Clarissa Shields? Do you foresee a successful transition from Paul C.D. Baca? Um, I do. I do see a, a successful transition. I think historically – when uh, women come from MMA, um, from boxing into MMA, they do well, especially when they prepare the way that uh, the MMA community just mentioned how she's training at Jackson Wink MMA. Shout out to the MMA community.com. That's where this podcast was born. But um, yeah, the, um, the, uh, you look at Anna Hulatan, uh, Amanda Serrano, Heather Hardy, I mean, folks that come from boxing at the highest level transition into MMA, they don't just jump in, you know, blind they 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 prepare very well and um i've already seen enough footage to know that i mean and she's having fun getting ready i mean which which that's important too yeah i don't uh i have to see it, 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 well it's going to come down to matchmaking i mean if they give her kyla harrison she's going to get drugged to the ground and beat up but i think she's going to probably put a hurting on some of these uh some of these other women in, in pfl mm-hmm. um but if she's training with jackson wank uh like the MMA community points out. I, I forgot who she's actually, certainly they, gonna... Yeah, I forgot who her, her opponent was. Um, but her opponent is not a slouch. I'm trying to see if I could see it. It's not on the PFL website. I thought they mentioned who her opponent was. But um she her opponent is somebody that's a pretty seasoned grappler, so it looks like it's gonna be a striker versus grappler type of situation for that. I thought I got a, a press release for that too, but I can't seem to find it. Um, uh, Brittany Elkin. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, so I just found it. So yeah, you're right. I mean, her record is three and six, though. So mm-hmm. you know, but you're right. She does have. She has a lot of grappling matches. Under I think her, she competes a lot. Yeah, like she's so, doing some combat jujitsu and stuff like that. So I mean, I suppose it's probably a good matchup then for Shields it, it, because it'll get put somebody who who can actually. Give mm-hmm. her a little bit of a of a threat in theory if uh, if the if it goes into uh, Elkins' world. So it'll be interesting to see. That's in two mm-hmm. weeks. That's on the uh, Rory McDonald card. Or no, I'm sorry. That's that's next. This that's this upcoming the week. Yeah. The tenth. Yeah. Um, it's a loaded card right there. So that looks like it's going to be a good one. But yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, so that's PFL. That's uh, UFC this weekend again. We kind of mentioned it. Rosenstruck versus Sakai, heavyweight main event. Uh, Rosenstruck uh, eleven and two, Sakai fifteen two and one. I think this is obviously this fight will not likely hit the ground for even a half a second. <laughs> uh, it's kind of a toss up. Uh, I'm personally just going to go with Sakai. We didn't do any kind of real picks here, but I'm going to go with Sakai. I think he's going to be a little too big. And uh, Rosenstruck, although he's had some fantastic highlight reel finishes, hasn't overly impressed me. I feel like uh, the the Overeem fight where he got the KO with like three seconds left kind of changed his whole trajectory, and I think it's a little bit uh, misleading. So I'm going to go with Sakai. That's uh, I don't know if you have anything to say on it, but that is this uh, Saturday on ESPN+. Plus. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't. Ed's not big on the ESPN Plus, so no. Uh, I think that's kind of going to wrap us up. We also, you know, you mentioned Justin Wetzel uh, fights co-main this event Friday. Yeah. this Friday night. LFA UFC Fight Pass. Uh, 
twice he's been on our, our recorded show together. This is the third time you've you've interviewed him for uh for the podcast. So uh good friend of the show. We wish him all the best. He fights Askar Askar, who's eleven and one. Wetzel yeah. comes in at six and one on a five fight win streak. Um you gotta believe the winner of this fight finds themselves in the UFC in the yeah. next, uh, in three months or so. Yeah. Well, oddly, I mean, listen to the interview after that. If you listen to the audio portion of this podcast, make sure you check out that interview because he talks about the, the near, uh, you know, he's literally, uh, what's the, what's the nicest way I can say this. <laughs> I mean, he was skin of his teeth could have been on the ultimate fighter and, you know, they just kind of didn't go with him for, because of, uh, he, he wasn't as active as he had wanted to be, you know, with everything going on. So, Sucks, but I mean, this is definitely going to put him on somebody's radar if he picks up another W on Friday. Speak, speaking of the Ultimate Fighter, I guess it starts tonight. Not something I've been super uh, interested in, but uh, I guess I'll have to check it out to see what the SPM Plus version of the Ultimate Fighter looks like if they've done any uh, tweaks or changes to mm. it. So, uh, again, Justin Wetzel's audio interview to uh, immediately follow this podcast. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version, uh, Look us up. Fans can follow us at me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the podcast at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Check out Ed at Carbizal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, Old Head Carb on Twitch. And as always, you can check out our video podcast uh, at allaccessmma.com. Thanks for the MMA community, Paul Cidibaca and Luke Lopez for chiming in during the show this week. Uh, Everybody have a good rest of the week, and uh, let's hope for some good fights on UFC, whether you watch them or not, Ed, and we got some stuff to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Have a good one, brother. Peace. Okay. Ed Carbajal here for MyMMANews.com, speaking with uh, Justin Wetzel, LFA Bantamweight, I hope, right, uh, for your upcoming fight. <laughs> I know last time, oh, we, sure. we, last time we talked, uh, you said that, that you were kind of being forced to uh, fight a little heavier. Um, I mean, it's almost like a year since we last spoke, so um, how, how's, it, how's it been since the last time I talked to you? That is crazy. It has been like a year, man. Uh, pretty good, man. I've, I've been staying busy and, and ready. And yeah, uh, sex fight's going to be a bad weight. <laughs> cool. No problems there. Uh, my training's pretty much full steam ahead. Yeah, I mean, your team has uh, kind of been popular. You're still with Elevation, I assume, right? Yeah, still here in Denver. Yeah, so so I mean, you know, a lot of success coming out of that out of that gym. So. I mean, it's it's got to rub off. I know. Um, the last time we talked, you had talked about how you wanted to be a lot busier. Um, and with everything going on, hard to do. I remember the fight that we interviewed you, interviewed you for that fight with uh, Thrall, and that got canceled twice. And then I know you had another one after that, and then that got canceled. And then you finally got the one that you you won in October. So I mean, just yeah. uh, I mean, how it's frustrating. Like like, where are you at uh, mentally with everything? Definitely frustrating, man. Uh, you know, the, the two cancellations before that withdrawal, one of them being that I got injured, another COVID got shut down. Um, I got an opponent, he got COVID, that fight fell out, managed to get a replacement two weeks later. That fight wasn't fun going through two weight cuts in, in two weeks. You know, uh, staying busy is what I wanted and it's not what I got, man, but not a lot of us got what we wanted in 2020, I think. And, uh, yeah. to add on top of that, I was, uh, I was looking to try to do the ultimate fighter. And it looked like that was kind of going to be a thing. However, uh, I felt just short. I got called a few days before the Ultimate Fighter started taping, and they said, "Sorry, man, you didn't make it." <laughs> so oh, it was like wow. another six. Yeah, it was like another six months down there waiting on that to come through. They didn't didn't fall through. But hey, I'm booked now, and that's all I can really focus on. I can't really like, you know, not get what I want with fights and whatnot. Hold me back or make me feel sorry for myself to the point where it's going to affect my training and my performance. Yeah, no, you just, I mean, martial arts is all about being present and where you're at and what you're doing at that moment. So you can't, you can't let too much of the past or worrying about the future mess with you. Um, uh, any, any, uh, uh, one of the things I was, I literally, when I was, I trained this morning myself, I'm on my ride back. I listened to our last in a, in a conversation. Did you ever find the, uh, the 
get in touch with your mom about the the videos from uh, Woodlawn Brawls uh, back uh, in the day? I, I, I asked about it, but she actually redid the house, and there's like a bunch of just. I think it might be in this like closet area. Like she's like, if it's anywhere, it might be, but there's like so much crap that I so. Uh, I guess pretty much same same scenario. Last time I talked to you, it's maybe hidden somewhere, but it hasn't been recovered yet. So, uh, what about the? Uh, you, did you guys keep up with the poker club and all that stuff? Uh, I know you. Yeah, said- man, <laughs> still going strong. Still, still going strong, definitely. So, yeah. um, uh, only, uh, only reason I'm asking about all these other things is because I re- re-listening to it, I was like, man, I, I forgot how. Uh, how uh, I mean, you're talking about you know making the best out of bad situations, and you we had talked about that last time. So, and just your history with being you know the former CEO and president of the Woodlawn Brawls and all yes. that stuff. So, um, the with this fight coming up, I mean, since we had the conversation, we talked about the cancellation stuff like that. As far as I know, and, and I know when Michael uh, booked this interview for us this time, um, there's no opponent listed for you, but for they're going to have someone for you to fight in June, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you might want to tune in to LFA tonight, and mm-hmm. they might be announcing it. So. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It is yeah. tonight. I was literally looking yeah. at the weigh-ins. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, because uh, we're not where we were last year, um, so mm-hmm. so it's definitely it's definitely better for for booking fights. Obviously, the fight business is booming. Um, yeah. But um, does that like? Like as far as I mean, if you don't know who it is or you can't say or whatever, but like preparing for a, a just a, a blank space on on the fight card, like how do you how do you even get ready for that? Do you just try to keep your cardio and everything, and you know, like without knowing who to? Because I remember when you were preparing for Thrall and all those guys, you had a game plan for their specific from what you knew about yeah. them. So how do you get ready for, for a fight that you don't know who it is yet? It's definitely a lot harder if you, if you don't have a name, man, and. It was kind of like that with the Ultimate Fighter, you know. I was uh, gearing up for that, but it was like I could potentially be fighting like ten different other dudes, so mm-hmm. I don't know what to get ready for. So it's just a matter of staying in shape. But there is a name. Uh, I have an opponent. Um, yeah, I, I, I uh, when when there's a name to it, it, it makes it, it's a little easier to, to yeah. get that that intensity and the rounds you want, I guess. So what's up? I mean, how long has uh all that been going on. I remember you're growing it out the last time I talked to you. Oh man, I just, I don't know. I, well, it's kind of started as a joke. Cause uh, after I got my first LFA fight, I was like, all right, I'm not cutting my hair now until I get to the UFC. And you know, I plan on getting some fights shortly after that fight. And uh, well, we all know what happened early 2020 and I just kept letting it grow. And now it's just fun. Like I, I like it. I like, having like fun shit like this in my hair and doing whatever and it's just a cool look each day it's the longest it's ever been so i just kind of mess with it i'm also I mean, kind of lazy with it too so i don't know well it helps that you have good hair i mean i have really bad hair i know uh, so like mine i'm trying to i'm trying to do something with it because we were all in the same situation the last time we talked where the barber shops were closed and all that garbage and um yeah. so i'm trying to see if i can get you know stuff go you know do something with it but yours seems more manageable than mine um with uh working out with it with team elevation um and everything that's happened with them as the, the all the notable fighters from that gym i mean uh, how, what has that done for you as far as like not just staying motivated with everything that went on but you know um, i know they brought in usman kind of midway through the year because of the whole thing that happened with his with you know with um burns and all that so have you gotten a chance to train with him and and if if so how'd that go i've been in the same room with him but I, i've never like really worked with him one-on-one no he uh he kind of is more with like trevor and those guys i, I do see him though on some sparring days and whatnot but being around all those guys like you know the high level people belt or mm-hmm. ufc caliber level people every day um it just kind of puts you in a sense of belonging, right? Like I, I train with these guys, compete with these guys and kind of like, you know, when you first move out here, you see these people and you kind of put them on a pedestal. Like, Oh my God, it's this person. It's that person. But they're really just like me. They're just like you. They're people that really want something and they're dedicating themselves to do it. And they're just putting in the hard work to get there. And it kind of shows me that I can obtain, I know I can obtain that too. If I, if I do what these guys are doing, Absolutely. It's, it's yeah. nice just to be around these guys, man. 
I mean, I would imagine so. I mean, and as far as staying focused, I mean, you know, there's there's a, a lot of tests that come at us in life, and with with like you said, with the candle, the fact that you still had those three get get dropped out, and then you still came and fought and got the decision on that last fight in October. I mean, that's just a testament to to what that uh you know there's what's that saying about being around the uh you're you're always the the you're a duplicate of the five people you hang around with most or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know what the exact. I like, I like the I like the sound of that because I hang out with some fucking killers, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And from what I've watched, I mean, I was watching just some of your fight before I moved into this room to, to get set up here. Um, but um, I mean, from what I'm seeing from you, man, it, it looks like there's there's definitely something rubbing off in that gym with everybody, like uh, some 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 sort of drive to 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 succeed. I mean, uh, I mean, we're seeing it. You know, we see it in the UFC and and definitely in, in your your performances. Um, what have you been doing outside of? Uh, I mean, w- you had the one fight, and then with everything you just talked about with the Ultimate Fighter. So, um, what did you just knock back a few and play some poker when uh, when when you knew found out that wasn't happening and just moved on to the next thing? Or, uh, you know, I I ate some food. You know, cried a little bit, got a little fat for like two days, and then I started getting beat up on practice because I was fat and like <laughs> already feeling it. So it's kind of like. That's what I'm saying. You can't feel sorry for yourself too long because yeah. then you're just digging yourself into a hole. And uh, it's just, you know, take maybe a few days just to kind of mentally like process all that. But then it's like, well, are we going to stop now or yeah. we just got to fight our way in? So let's just stay ready, uh, look for a fight here. And then, uh, you know, I, I really put some intentions into getting to a fight on June 4th and it came about. It's yeah. crazy how it works like that, man. Yeah, and especially being, uh, I mean, the LFA's on Fight Pass, so that that I mean, it seems like anyone that's that's already kind of in the in the in the net of the UFC is uh, definitely, you know, a phone call away to from. I mean, how many short notices? That's one thing I've noticed over since we last talked. How many short notice guys that that were even on the contender series and lost still got called in? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you yeah, definitely. Uh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're right, man. Um, the uh, the like the the six eight week fight camp thing now for regional fighters is almost a thing of the past. Seems like nowadays it's three four weeks is considered a long time for getting notice for fights. Like my last fight for LFA it was probably like two and a half three weeks notice. My opponent was like a week and a half maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just the way it is now. When you um, I mean, what's your take on on short notice? You prefer it, or I mean, obviously you prefer the 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 preparation, but I mean, as far as like when you, when you have to do something like that and the forced weight cut, and obviously there's gotta be a pain in the ass. Um, but like, as far as from you, like, like your case, you have this fight booked. They haven't announced the name yet. Um, getting ready for it. Like, do you, are you kind of like the, if the guy's short notice, does it give you more confidence or are you more worried about them coming at you with everything? I mean, I think there could be pros and cons. So, I normally hate short notice stuff, mm-hmm. but like I was just saying, like three to four weeks is like a long time now notice for a regional level fighter. Also though, um, what I'm noticing with like, for instance, my last fight, I would consider that short notice. That was, you know, two mm-hmm. and a half weeks notice, mm-hmm. three weeks. Um, there's a lot less stressors, right? You know, a six to eight week camp, there's a lot of waves mentally, right? Like, you're having a great session, a great two weeks, and then you have a horrible week. And then, like, you know, just a mental – a two- or three-week notice, it gets rid of all of that. You know, it's it's time. And if you're uh, if you're staying consistent, you know, if you're not in an off-season and you're training year-round and consistent, mm-hmm. it's not going to take that much time to, like, ramp up and get into fight shape if you already have, like, a base. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what seems to be uh, – I remember um... – when I was when I was younger, and I'd watch like guys like Wanderlei Silva. I remember he would just say, "I didn't watch. I won't watch tape on anyone. I, I prepare the same for everyone." Um, so that seems to be kind of like a, a great base of or mentality moving forward, especially in, with a career in combat sports. Um, well, I mean, um, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking forward to your comeback to, uh, to fighting. Um, I hope. Uh, I mean, it's probably not hasn't been on the top of your priority list, but. 
uh, the Woodlawn Brawler T-shirts that have they been made or no? Yes, they have to do. But thank you for <laughs> hey, thanks for reminding me though. I, that's something that has to be done. I'm I'm really glad you brought that up, man. Did that's you something. even add that as your nickname? Or I remember we, we were talking about maybe I should call myself the Woodlawn I, Brawler. I didn't. I have. I haven't. I still don't have a nickname yet. So, but it's probably something that has to be done. You know, like marketing and all that crap. So yeah, yeah. Change your Twitter handle, Instagram, all that stuff. <laughs> He's like, smaller. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that was a great story. I mean, like I said, I loved. Re- I listened to it last time, and um, that was re- that's uh, I mean, again, I mean, you you definitely got something something inside of you that seems. To, I mean, like you talked about creating your poker nights, and then how the way you guys put all that stuff together. Way back then, uh, yeah. it just seems it just seems like you you uh, you're a survivor, man. I mean, uh, you definitely got you definitely got the mind for success. So um, I said Thank it to you, you last time, and uh, I'm gonna say it again, man. It's coming for you, dude. I, I I see it. I see it from from your fights and just talking to you and stuff like that. I mean, your, your time is coming. Thank you, man. I, I feel it too, and I honestly I think about it every single day, man. I want it so bad. It's been a long journey too. But I'm also not I'm not impatient, and it's, it's just something I want. I can feel it, man. Yeah, I mean, hey, like martial arts is also about consistency, right? So just yeah. just keep on trucking, and and you'll get to where you're going. Um, well, thanks so much for the time, Justin. I appreciate it. Again, uh, um, you know, I know we're doing this on a Friday night, uh, um, so and you were just getting in, so I'll let let you have your night or, or poker, whatever it is you're gonna get to, and and uh, good luck to you, man. Uh, I'll, appreciate the time if you if you want to plug uh, anything by all means go go right ahead yeah guys just check me out my uh, social media handles jay wetzel mma elvish fight team best team in the country let's go thanks man no problem take care appreciate it oh yeah man hey guys ed here East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions, and in some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, the Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening, and if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay per view breakdown or two. Thanks again.